Hello, welcome back to Let's Talk Title with Emerald Coast Title Services. I'm Dion Moniz, your host, and my lovely co-host, Ashley Bowen. And today we have special guest Paul Wunstall with Goosehead Insurance. Episode 11. We actually made it past 10. Who'd have thunk double, it? Double digit. Who'd have thunk it? All those naysayers. Just kidding. We didn't have any naysayers. How many followers now? 10? 11? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, hopefully we have more than that. But uh, anyway, so uh, Paul, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, and why you're here. Yes, thanks for having me, Dion. Paul Wunstel, Goosehead Insurance. Uh, I am a franchise located in Panama City, uh, specialized in personal lines insurance. So sell homeowners, auto, life, flood, um, motorhomes, motorcycles, ATVs. Uh, so anything on the personal lines. Do small commercial too, uh, but mostly majority of my business is personal lines. So uh, we'll get into the topic here in a minute, but one of the, one of the things you... Uh, do that some agents don't. You're not a captive agent. I am not. And so, so explain what that means. Yeah, so you know, you have different types of insurance agents. You have ca captive agents, which are like your state farm, some of your all states, Farm Bureau. Those guys can only write within their own carrier. Whereas an independent agent like myself, we're appointed uh, and can write through many different carriers uh, throughout the state of Florida, depending on the zip code and different things like that. But yeah, it's uh, for me, more advantageous because I have the ability to, to shop for my clients, which is super important in this world. A lot of people love options uh, when they're purchasing things. So uh, the more options I can provide uh, and have at my disposal, uh, it helps to uh, obviously make my business successful, but make sure we get the right coverage for the client. Yeah, absolutely. Because so Paul and I work together. Paul's my insurance guy. I uh, highly recommend him. But one of the things I realized when you were shopping for me is two carriers can give similar quotes, but the coverages could totally be different. So that's where you come in. You can, you can figure out what's the best coverage for the best price, which a layperson might not be able to do. Yeah, it's super important to, um, to, to, to have an understanding of what the coverages mean. And you know, that's where I take the time with the clients is, hey, make sure they understand their coverages. Uh, so that, you know, this is their policy. You're recommending what they should have based on the house and some of the other attributes. But ultimately, it's their policy. They need to make the decision on it. And you can educate them on all the different coverages that are associated with a, with a policy, whether it's a homeowner's policy, a condo policy, um, or an investment property. And yes, Dion's right. Um, you know, two agents can give you vastly different quotes as it relates to one carrier. So it's important for you to understand those coverages so you can see the differences in your quotes when you're shopping for an insurance agent and carrier. And we'll get on. We'll get into that a little bit later. Um, ultimately, the reason I wanted Paul to join us today is because we're getting close to hurricane season. We are, and we so. Are. And I heard a rumor that they, you know, may even be expanding it by a month. Uh, yes. So I don't starting know how realistic early. that is. Start, yeah. Starting a month early and not ending a month later um, surprises me because we had a, such a late season last year. Yeah. Yeah. So last year it was June through December, wasn't it? It went past. No Normally, it's June to November. Well, typical but, hurricane season is June 1 through December 1. Yeah. Yeah. So last year, it actually extended through December, didn't it? I'm not sure, but I heard that it's starting possibly in May, though. This year, right. This year. Yeah. So now's the time to be looking at your insurance to make sure that you're properly covered. So what's your advice when it comes to proper insurance before hurricane season hits us? Yeah. So, you know, always in addition to hurricane season, you should always at least annually be reviewing your policy with your agent for many different reasons. Um, appreciation on your, your house being probably the biggest one. 
Um, Especially know, in this market. Yeah. The, now, the, the, the market value of your home and the replacement cost of your home are two different things. So it's important to know those two differences. But um, if, the, if the market value is increasing, probably the replacement cost of your home is also increasing. So it is something you need to look at. And each one of these carriers and agents should have the ability to do what's called a replacement cost calculation uh, and figure out, you know, based on today's cost of materials, labor, zip code, you know, what it would take to rebuild your home should the worst case scenario happen. That is, you know, the house burned in a fire or a hurricane, destroyed and, and it's unlivable. So that's the biggest reason is to make sure your coverage is right as it relates to the replacement cost value of the home. The other thing is deductibles. You have a specific hurricane deductible as it relates to hurricanes. Um, and you need to make sure you understand what the deductible is. The typical deductible for hurricane is 2%. And that's 2% of your dwelling aid coverage. So let's say you got a $300,000 replacement cost value on your home, 2% would equate to $6,000. So that's out-of-pocket expense. So hurricane claim, $6,000 is coming off the top or out of your pocket. So you need to make sure you have that available during hurricane season, or you could delay your claims process um, and not get your home fixed. So it's super important. So that'd be one thing I could you know, absolutely recommend looking at as well. And talk to your agent and have them quote the, um, the differences in the 2% or bringing it down to maybe $1,000 or even $500. Sometimes it can equate to $25, $30, $40 bucks a month difference. And maybe that's more um, you know, advantageous to you than $6,000 at one time having to come out of pocket. Yeah, because that can be a big lick. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, especially during these times where people aren't maybe working and, right. you know, we got this COVID issue still going on. It's uh, probably really, really important that they, you know, even more so are looking at those things now. Well, um, I understand that the cost building materials have, the cost of building materials have skyrocketed um, yeah. even since August of, of last year. So that yeah, replacement. Yeah. Yeah, I heard Cost. I heard something about a a uh, sheet of plywood. You know, went from I don't know ten dollars a piece to up to forty dollars a piece yes. here recently. So, um, absolutely, and and especially in in our area and in the in Emerald Coast because of all the construction that's happened and all the development, um, it is you know sometimes tough to get materials to keep up with the demand. So that could increase the price as well. And every contractor client that I've talked to has said that the building materials have gone up. So that brings up the importance of making sure you're properly insured because what you want to plan for is if a hurricane comes through, you want to plan for a total loss, which Absolutely. is basically everything but the slab is gone. Yeah, a, a, a really good insurance agent is trained to know to educate you on preparing for the worst case scenario. Um, and that's what insurance is for. It's really for the worst case scenario. And your home being your biggest asset, you should absolutely, you know, as we discussed, make sure it's properly covered. And that's annually, that's during hurricane season. Um, I know Dion and I went through an exercise where, you know, we looked at his home and we found he was severely underinsured. So uh, it was important that we got him to where he needed to be because, again, we want to make sure he's properly covered for the worst case scenario. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up my experience. Um, I had a feeling I was underinsured. I didn't know how much. And so that's when I reached out to you and... Paul and I sat down. It, it was probably one or two hours, but you plugged everything into your software based on the finishes of the house, and it told you based upon building cost at that time because it's all updated. Yes. And you spit out a number that was way higher than I thought, so I was severely underinsured. And so now I'm not because the last thing you want, and I've seen this, someone has a total loss. I had a case five years ago where it was a fire, 
total loss. They were underinsured by almost a million dollars. So it was wow. a big house. Yeah. And so then they were in a four or five year dispute with the insurance company on nitpicking the, the cost of the contents and everything else because they were trying to squeeze as much coverage as they could uh, because they were underinsured. Whereas if, you've, if you're properly insured, that's not as big a deal. Yeah, you know, I, I, I talked to a lot of folks that when they purchase their home, obviously the replacement cost value at the time is one thing. But what happens over the years is we see the cost of houses increasing or the, the, to build the houses increasing. In an older home, it's even more important because a lot of those materials have gone. They're in the past. You can't get them anymore. So when, when you're looking at older homes, um, odds are you're not going to be able to replicate that home anymore. So you're going to have to use today's materials. Um, and so what the calculators are basing that off of, okay, is this, what's the square footage of this house? Um, what was it built of? Is it hardy board? Is it masonry? Um, and sometimes they don't even consider what's necessarily on the inside. They, they have to go buy today's materials and what it would take to rebuild a house of that size. So um, a lot of people that have older homes are in shock because they feel like their home uh, is one thing. And I tell them, no, we got to think about rebuilding your home today if something happens and the house you have now, we can't replicate. So it's a much bigger number than they're expecting to hear, but it's the number that they need to be insured to. So one takeaway, if, 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 if our watchers don't get any other takeaways other than this, please, please, please sit down with your insurance agent, even if it's not Paul, go through those calculations because I guarantee you, you're not properly insured, especially with the way building costs have skyrocketed, like you said, so if a hurricane blows through this year and hits us, God forbid it doesn't, but if it does, you don't want to be underinsured. I have a lot of friends and family in Bay County that are suffering from being underinsured. You probably see a lot of that because you do yeah, business over was, there. Yeah, and it wasn't only with the you know the main house structure itself. Uh, it's it was also with the other structures coverage. Uh, and what I see when a lot of folks are buying homes is they neglect the other structures. Uh, which is anything that's detached from your main roof line. So fencing, sheds, possibly swimming pools, possibly screen enclosures, those types of things will fall under your other structures coverage. Uh, and you need to, again, make sure that you're having the proper coverage there because that can add up. Um, and you know, if you don't have the money to replace it, you're gonna lose out on getting those things repaired uh, should you have a hurricane claim for other structures. And then contents coverage, Dion, that's another important yeah. one. Uh, you gain assets over time and you know replace things over time and maybe the value of those have changed. Make sure you're talking to your agent about your contents and make sure, uh, if possible, you have it at a replacement cost value. Uh, meaning, if you lost it all, we're gonna replace it at whatever the cost of those similar contents are today. We're not gonna worry about you know depreciating over time because you only have an actual cash value uh, on your contents. Super, super important. And most people don't understand, it may have changed, but in the past, the default for contents was the actual cash value. You had to request the higher coverage, which is replacement cost, and people don't didn't know that. Yeah. And like I said, yeah. that fire case that I mentioned, they had actual cash value, so they were fighting over the depreciation value of all their stuff. That That's absolutely true. It's, it's changed some now. I think most carriers will default to replacement costs, but if you got in on a policy years and years ago, you may not have even known you were at actual cash value. Maybe you weren't educated on the choice or had the option. You were just written a policy and you know didn't know what you have. Absolutely ask if you're at an actual cash value replacement cost as it relates to that. And what do you think, uh, there's now, a, I think it's called Matterport, where you can get a 3D 
video or, or uh, picture of the contents of your house. So that's that's a good record to have. So Always. if you have a total loss, everything is documented. Always document it, video it, whatever it takes. Just, you know, it used to be a running list, right? Write a list down of everything yeah. you had, old school, right? Uh, you know, then we started taking pictures and now, Video it uh, because you don't always remember, especially in a crisis like that, what you had. You're going to forget something. So take some video, store it, um, you know, and don't forget about your, you know, what I would call valuables, uh, which is, you know, something else to consider when you're when you're looking at your policy is, a, you know, homeowner's insurance policy will cover jewelry. It'll cover fine arts. Uh, it'll cover firearms, but only to a certain amount. A lot of people get that confused too. Uh, typically, it's around $2,500. So if you have particular articles that are more than $2,500 per article, you want to make sure that your agent knows that uh, and they're actually scheduling that item on your homeowner's policy. So make sure you're properly insured on the structure yep. and or detached structures. Make sure you're properly insured for your contents yep. with replacement value. Okay. Uh, that's very important. Those. And focus on the deductible. One last thing that I'll, I mean, four, four main points. The last one being flood insurance. A lot of people don't understand that flood insurance is not part of your homeowner's policy. It is a separate policy. Um, you're either required to have it by your lender or you're not. And folks that aren't required to have it doesn't mean you shouldn't have it. Uh, we, are, we are all in flood zones here in the Panhandle. It's a big swamp uh, here. It's a big swamp, yes. So you may be in what they call an X zone, uh, which is a preferred pricing zone. So it's really cool. You get to take advantage of some really good rates. Um, and, and I will always recommend that you have flood insurance, even if you're in a what they call a non-flood zone. So um, right now, X flood zone pricing, you can get it as little as $209 uh, and as much as $572 which is an absolute bargain, and that's through the National Flood Insurance Program, which is $250,000 of coverage on your structure uh, and $100,000 on your contents. So uh, make sure you're talking to your agent about flood insurance because that's probably the biggest claim uh, as well in hurricane season. One thing you mentioned going back to older houses, law and ordinance coverage is really important because that pays to bring the old house up to code, which is going to be more expensive. So that's yes. something else. You know a little bit about that. All about all of this stuff, <laughs> bringing back bad memories. Um, yeah, so you now have to have hurricane windows and hurricane doors that you... Because the standards have changed. Because the standards have changed. Yeah, Miami-Dade standard now, right? Yeah, so uh, part of your homeowner's policy, you will have an option um, to have a certain percentage of that dwelling coverage as law and ordinance. Uh, standard is pretty much 10%, so you'll get an additional 10%. Um, but you can endorse your policy up to 50%. Um, just talk to your agent about that. And that is exactly what it's for. It's to bring it up to code on a rebuilding process. So, you know, if you're short on funds with your dwelling coverage, but it's because you're having to bring it up to code, the carrier will then give you that extra percentage to, to get you where you need to be. And that's the other thing is being, being that you have experience with multiple carriers, you know there are some carriers that are better than others on paying claims. None of them like to pay claims, but some are better than others on that. So that's something else you can advise your clients on. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, no names will ever be mentioned, but it's just the nature of the beast. There are going to be carriers that will perform a lot better um, during the claims process. A catastrophe is a little bit different. What I saw with Hurricane Michael is you had a lot of third-party vendors coming in and representing these carriers. It's hard to, um, you know judge a particular carrier because of a third-party vendor sure. but you know you heard a lot of complaints about 
claims adjusters uh, not being timely um, or being all over the place. And, um, and, and so they, they will respond a little bit different depending on the circumstance. I think what's most important is, you know, when you're looking at your particular home um, and something specifically affects you, how is that carrier going to respond with you and with your agent? I know I always tell my clients, I'm your first point of contact in a claims process. Call me. Let's discuss what's happened. Let's talk about remediation. Uh, what can we do? Um, what's your deductible? And then before we file a claim, I want to have that discussion so we can make the best decision possible. Because if it's a minor claim or it's right at the deductible, maybe it don't make sense to file that claim and have it affect your rates going forward. Yeah, because they can. If you call your carrier and ask the question, that automatically goes on your record as a claim. Whereas if they talk to you beforehand, that's right. By law, you call the carrier. They have to submit uh, that a claim was filed. If zero dollars are paid out, nothing was ever paid out on a claim. It's still sitting there. Um, and when you're shopping, another carrier will see that claim even at zero dollars and say, "Hey, what happened here?" Um, and they'll, they'll want to know, hey, was this an issue of where nothing was ever paid out or it just didn't meet the deductible? And if, you know, you, you know it didn't meet the deductible, there was still damage, they're going to want to see some evidence of what was, what was repaired so that, you know, when they take on that house, you know, they know that that prior claim was there and they can make a decision on whether or not it's something they want to insure. So... Also, since we're in Florida, fungi limits. What's your recommended uh, limit on fungi yeah, the coverage? The most carriers is, is uh, $10,000 on property damage, $50,000 on liability. Uh, it costs nothing to increase that. It's pennies on the dollars to get that up to $25,000 Is that part damage. of your homeowner's insurance policy or a separate policy? No, it's part of it. Yeah, but the so, def default coverage is only ten, and it doesn't take much to. Yeah, to add no, up to knowing 10. some remediation companies uh, and discussing <laughs> with them, uh, yeah, ten thousand will be eaten up fairly quickly. And I, I did see that during Hurricane Michael, where you know they're ripping out most of your sheetrock and you know um, coming in with the dryers and things like that. It's it's pretty quickly eaten up. Yeah, because you get a, you, you give water in your walls a couple of days, and you've got mold, fungi, yeah. and so you would know about water damage, right? I would. <laughs> Paul sent me through a couple of water claims myself, so I know the importance of having that increased fungi limit. All right, Ashley, ask your question about solar panels. So solar panels have been going up on tons of roofs in the area. I think that it's a bad idea. I think that a lot of these guys are not being told that there's going to be a lien on their house once the solar panel gets put on, and then they go to sell it and you have to pay off the lien. They didn't even realize there was a lien because the solar panel said it's not going to cost you you know, anything to get these solar panels put on. Right. Um, but my question is about um, the insurance of those solar panels. Does it affect the, um, does it affect the insurance? Yeah, right now there's no effect on your homeowner's policy that I am aware of. This is still a new thing that's happening uh, and, and carriers are debating this as we speak. They're not going to be covered uh, right now. The, the carriers are, are taking a stance where they're not covering them as part of it. So we were talking about making sure your home's properly insured from a you know coverage standpoint. Now, all of a sudden, you got $40,000 worth of solar panels on your house. You can't call me and say, hey, I want to increase the value of my home by $40,000 from my coverage. That, that won't happen. Carriers are not covering those solar panels under your policy. But it's not declining you from being covered on your policy, if that makes sense. We've been seeing a lot of insurance companies requiring that um, new homeowners, new new home purchasers, um, they can't get a policy unless there's a new roof on. And so we're having to 
put a lot of roofs on and pay for them at closing. Yeah, the max insurable age is changing. We were talking about that earlier. So yeah, yeah. That. You know, up until the last 12 months, shingled roofs would be insured up to 15 years by most carriers. There was a few carriers that would do up to 20 years. Um, but the last year, that's changed now where shingle roofs, most carriers are taking a stance no, no older than 10 years. Uh, so that is becoming a problem for a lot of folks as they're trying to sell their home or someone trying to buy a home. Um, to find insurance and so they got to try and work out a deal with the seller uh, to say hey you know who's going to cover replacing this home I really want it but we need a new roof yeah. the seller's trying to decide if they you know want to take on that expense to try and sell their home so there's been a lot of debate about that too but yeah that's that's a huge issue right now and all these carriers it's just a crazy market Florida is a different market than the rest of the country and it has to do with the the catastrophes and the busy busy hurricane seasons we've had last couple of years it's Rate increases 60% on some carriers over the last That's year. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah, the busy hurricane seasons, the cost of reinsurance for them. So they're having to keep their financial status up, A rating and standard and poor's, things like that. So they have to have enough money on the books to keep those ratings, which is money they would pay out on claims. So they're deferring that cost onto us as consumers. And it's, it's cyclical. You know, it'll probably be this way for another year or two. And hopefully we don't have busy hurricane seasons. Uh, go and we'll back see down. some of these rates go back down. So there's different types of shingles. You say 10 years, on, but then, so there's the metal roofs, there's, and there's yeah, different so types there's, of shingles. There's two, two main types of shingle roofs. There's the, the um, um, three-tab shingle, and then there's an architectural shingle. One of them, architectural shingle is a little more sturdy. It's going to last you 25 years versus a three-tab shingle is going to last you anywhere from you know 12 to 15 years max. So on an architectural shingle is our roof age they're still about the same years. i mean a carrier is going to always prefer the architectural shingle they're going to prefer the metal they're going to prefer the concrete tile um, all that's going to be a little more sturdy um, it's all based on numbers and statistics so statistically where are most of the claims happening they're happening on shingled roofs that are 12 to 15 years old so why take on that house when we know statistically mm -hmm. it's going to cause us a claim um, and then i see a lot of things about hot water heaters in HVAC systems, how does that affect your insurance policy? It's the same same thing as we're talking about with roofs. It's all statistic based. So, how you know? I always struggle with hot water heater because it's a water heater, right? So, hot, are you heating, <laughs> right. are you heating hot water? Uh, right? Hot water so heater. Water, I'm yeah, sorry. Water, no, it's <laughs> water heaters. Um, yeah. So when they statistically, when they reach a certain age, they're more likely to have a blowout or a leak or something like that. So. Carriers are real specific. They want a water heater that's 10 years or less. Any more than that, they're, they're going to kick it back. Now, that's not as tough as a right, roof, right? A water heater, depending on, yeah, 700 to 1500 bucks, depending on what kind of water heater. So it's more, that's something you can, you know, hopefully work out with the seller or, you know, as a buyer with my current clients um, or existing clients, I say, hey, listen, your water heater is getting to that age. We need to make sure that we're budgeting to replace it because otherwise the carrier is going to non-renew you and we don't want to get to that point because nobody else is going to take you on and we never want to get to that non-renewal place where we're having to reshop because we have to reshopping because we want to and we're trying to test the market is one thing but reshopping because we have to because of an issue with your house it's always tougher that way all right so we're down to our last minute one more question yes sir so are there any are there specific building materials or other stuff that people can do to their home to, to make the insurance lower yeah so there's a lot but let me talk about one thing in particular because it's it comes up a lot and that is 
your roof decking is applied to the walls, the A-frame, uh, the rafters, uh, and the walls of your house a certain way, right? And what you want to have is hurricane clips or straps. Um, and the one way to test that is to go into your attic and see where the, where the framing meets the walls of the house. You'll see metal clips of some sort or you'll see a strap. If you don't see any of that, then it's just attached by nails. And you want the straps ideally or you want the clips because they're going to give you the biggest discount from a mitigation standpoint on your insurance policy. And for folks that don't have it, um, it, it if you have attic space contractors can get in there and apply these clips fairly inexpensive and this is something a discount you can take advantage of for for many many years so i run into a lot of maybe older homes or even though the shingles are new the fact that the clips still aren't there because it wasn't a code thing mm -hmm. back in you know when the house was originally built so you might have a newer roof but you just don't have the, the clips and so mm -hmm. what i tell people is you know when they're buying a house uh, they, they're paying more and they ask me, hey, how can I get my insurance down? And that's one thing I absolutely tell them is, hey, get your clips installed. And then once you have them installed, we'll do another wind mitigation inspection to show that the clips are there. We'll submit it to the carrier. The carrier will give you a huge discount. I mean, we're talking seven, eight, nine hundred dollars thousand dollars sometimes over the annual yeah. policy. All right. Great stuff. Yeah. Well, well Paul, well, we appreciate it, man. <laughs> yeah. I think we could go another half hour yeah, and absolutely. maybe we'll have you back for part two. Let's do it. But, this uh, fun. thank you so much. Yeah. Dan. Yeah. Appreciate you coming and educating all 10 of our viewers. Yeah. <laughs> no, we have, we have a few more than that, but yeah, <laughs> but no, very educational. So, uh, if anyone has any questions, why don't you give your, uh, yeah, website you or so phone number? Absolutely. So, uh, phone number is 850-396-4669, and option two will get you right to me. Um, as far as uh, my um, website, it's it's Paul Wunstel, Goosehead Insurance. If you just Google that, you'll find me. And we'll put it me. Yeah. right here. Yeah. Right, right here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thanks again for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next month. And as always, if you have any ideas on topics we can cover, Shoot me or Ashley a message. Or post them below. Or post, post them below in the comments <laughs> down here, right here. And, uh, Give us a like. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Smash that like button, as they always say, right? Well, hopefully you get more followers because, you know, everybody loves English. Well, now that you're here, yeah. we have sexy Paul, so. so. <laughs> Interesting. But I have I have been seeing insurance topics on all of the real estate Facebook groups that I'm in. Um, yeah. So it's. It's a topic yeah, everybody's, just everybody's right getting their renewal statements um, yeah. or they're trying to buy and they're realizing the cost of insurance is, is really going up. Skyrocketed. So it's a hot topic. Well, thank you for coming. All right. Another episode down. Cheers. All right. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.